0: You know not just walk the talk. Don't just say you're innovative, really show it.
1: Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. My, my special guest today is a former VP brand of Virgin, you know, Virgin uh, uh, Company, and also the CEO and founder of Brandtwist. Anything to do with branding and helping companies, large or small, to grow their business stronger and more distinct brands, you can go to Brandtwist. Julie Coutinho, welcome to the podcast show. Thank you, Bernard.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Julie, I'll say i just give you a, a compressed version or an empty version of who Julie is. Let's get to know who Julie is beyond working with brands over the years. That is amazing. Let's know about your story, how you got into this.
0: Yeah, um, well, I used to want to be a television presenter, um, but uh, I studied that when I was in college, and I worked at a couple uh, internships for TV shows, and... I realized that it wasn't really the hard news that I was interested in, the fires and the policemen and all that stuff. It was more uh, the stories uh, that were happening, the personal interest stories. And I I started working actually in advertising, for gray advertising. And um, I ran some businesses like Pantene for Procter & Gamble and some of the craft businesses like Kool-Aid. And uh, I got to go to France actually for three years as part of my uh, work at Gray Advertising, and uh, that's where I met my French husband and, you know, 20 years later, have a souvenir and two children. And uh, I just, uh, I loved advertising, I loved the storytelling, and then I moved on to brand because I felt like that was more at the very center of the brand essence of what the story was about. And uh, I worked For Virgin for five years. I had the great pleasure of working with Richard Branson and some other uh, wonderful entrepreneurs, and then I decided to become an entrepreneur myself. So, three years ago, I started my company, Brand Twist, and my brand uh, school called Brand School Online.
1: Uh, Interesting, I like that sort of uh, finding your husband and getting kids and the brand is twisting here and there (laughs) to getting back to entrepreneurship. Uh, great, Julie. You now, so you have a on your advertisements, the TV media, things you all around because now brands and uh, dwell into, and uh, 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 dwells on all these media, uh, in, in addition to social media. Now, let's get deeper into understanding how brands make. So, what is branding, and in the broader sense?
0: Yeah, I think branding is really, you know, it, it's about its about two things. I think it's about creating relationships. Uh, the strongest brands have um, an emotional relationship with their target audience. They're not just uh, providing a product or a service, but they're really helping them um, accomplish something bigger, really be who they want to be, really having a more emotional component to it. And, uh, I think like any good relationship, you know, it helps when there are two people that want to be in the relationship. So you, the brand Mm -hmm. are offering something, but there's somebody out there who really wants what you have to offer. And I think that's the most fundamental part about branding. And then once you figure out what it is, you have to offer what that promise is, then you have to bring it to life. And then you have to tell your story In a way that's really unique and compelling and and has a twist.
1: (laughs) I like it and and has a twist, like brand twist. Yeah. All right. Uh, Can you share some of your experience and encounter working with Virgin, Richard Branson, and other entrepreneurs and how your perspective of brands and business, some of things with us?
0: Sure. I had never really been an entrepreneur until I worked at Virgin. I had always worked to really big companies where we had a lot of time to think about things and a lot of resources and a lot of um, maybe money to spend on big advertising campaigns. And one of the first things, uh, and so I had done that, and I, I created, when I was an inch brand, I helped create some brands like Orbitz and Subaru Tribeca and Heinz colored ketchup and so I worked in lots of different categories and lots of different brands and um, I always liked actually mixing it up I always liked the twist I liked working on ketchup in the morning and financial services in the afternoon because I I get bored um, when I'm working in in any one category and then Virgin called me and they said how would you like to work for us as the VP of brand and that was really the first brand that had contacted me that has one brand but is in many different categories everything from mobile phones, hotels, spaceships, <laughs> airlines um, and of course I said yes right away and one of the things that I that I loved about Virgin before I worked there and I loved it even more when I was there is there's just this attitude towards shaking things up you know to going into markets uh, and giving something fresh, something unexpected, uh, not overthinking, not over-researching, but if it feels like this is a market, you know, like the airlines, for example, where, you know, long, long time ago, it used to be really fun to fly. People used to get dressed up. You know, it was um, something really special. And then I think the airlines got kind of complacent, got kind of boring. And, you know, the, the trips were not fun anymore. You might go into really fabulous destination, but you weren't having a really good time getting there. And Virgin really changed that. And, you know, they, they're able to go into um, categories um, and shake things up because most often they, they come from outside of that category. So when Virgin Atlantic was created by Richard in the 80s, he didn't know anything about the airline business. He was a quote-unquote virgin for the airline business um he was a music producer and uh you know it was in the record business and so the companies maintain that attitude where you know you look at a you look at a segment of the market that you feel the consumer deserves something better and you, you go on a lot of gut instinct you try a lot of things uh you're not afraid to fail uh and you really don't um kind of overanalyze it, it's better to have an idea and try it and it doesn't work than to spend, you know, eight months thinking about something and never doing anything about it. So that's what really appealed to me about about working there, is we were constantly trying new things, really embracing, uh, you know, calculated risk and just having a lot of fun. Mm,
1: so basically these are the three things I I called out from that. that one – uh, Virgin, Virgin's prank is, is just to launch out and try new things in every field they want to want to venture. They're not just doing what the normals. They want to always try new things out. And and the second is oh, in, in that intention that they are taking calculated risks along the way and the last part is it's still fun in everything that Virgin was seeking to do or seek to do is to just still have the fun aspect in all that.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really putting the consumer also at the center. Um, really thinking you know, uh, that they deserve something better. And um, thinking about yourself as a consumer, you know, what are the situations that that frustrate you? And I actually think a lot of entrepreneurs start that way. You know, they have an idea because there's something personal in their lives where they feel like there's got to be a better way. Right. Um, there's something right. missing. And I think the difference between people who just have those thoughts and entrepreneurs is that entrepreneurs do something about it so when I started my own business brand twist I kept thinking you know there was missing in the marketplace uh, branding advice for the small business for the Mm. entrepreneur you know there was a lot of branding companies very very good branding companies you know some of whom I worked for um, that were really great but they were really targeting very large global corporations but the smaller guy didn't really have anywhere to turn. So that's why I created um, my brand consultancy called Brand Twist to really help you know, smaller companies go from good to great to find their unique twist, to express that and stand out in the market. And as part of that, I actually created a, an online school for entrepreneurs where we work with small groups of you know 10 to 12 entrepreneurs at a time also to give them not just advice, but to really give them an actionable framework how to build their brand.
1: Now, as an expert in the area on the field of branding, and if, if you can share with us your best of five strategies or nuggets in the area of branding, social media, brands, your five best practices or strategies or
0: advice for the listeners. Sure. Um... The the first one I would say is really know your your target audience. And the biggest mistake that I see uh, many companies make is that they they try to target everybody. They cast the, the the net very wide. They want everybody to be welcome. They'll have a target audience like women twenty five to fifty four, you know, which is just way too broad. Mm. So I think the most important thing is the number one piece of advice is to pick a very narrow target. Really, really get to know them and deliver uh, what they want, and then they're going to bring other people into, into the fold. The second piece is to promise something more emotional. So if you look at Starbucks, for example, they're not just selling coffee. They're selling community. You know, Nike isn't just selling sneakers. They're selling achievement. You know, Apple isn't just selling computers. They're really selling a way to, um, to access your imagination. So no matter what size your business is, I think the second point is really to stand for something bigger. Uh, The third strategy that I would say is once you figure out what your promise is, don't just talk about it. Make it felt everywhere. Um, So apply your brand everywhere. Um, One of the things that I loved about Virgin, particularly the airlines, is they don't just say, uh, for example, on Virgin America, it's a fresher way to fly. They prove it. You know, it's diff- the check-in process is different. Uh, the clubhouses where you wait for your plane, uh, particularly the Virgin Atlantic ones, they're different. You know, they're not just a couple of stale peanuts. You can get your hair cut. You can get a massage. You can play pool. You can work out. You know, it's a very different experience. Even down to little things like uh, they serve you ice cream when you're watching a movie on the plane. So. You know, not, just walk the talk. Don't just um, say you're innovative, really show it. So that's the third. The fourth is, you know, I, I really think it is about uh, storytelling. You know, I think that um, you need to tell authentic stories. And if you're a small business, I think you need to tell your personal story as part of that. You know, don't be afraid. You know, a lot of small businesses try to look big. I think there's definitely a trend right now towards appreciating things that are small and local, you know, look at all the farmers markets that we have that we didn't have, you know, five or 10 years ago. So, you know, be be honest with people, tell your, your authentic, detailed story. And then the last is, uh, the last strategy is really add a fresh twist. And what I mean by that is I think the biggest mistake, uh, besides the target audience that most businesses make is they get so uh, engrossed in their own category, in their own business. You know, they think all day long about what their competition is doing that they have what I call brand blinders. So they become so obsessed with looking legitimate that they don't break out. So one of the things that I do with my clients and that we do in our school is make sure that you're constantly looking outside of your category for inspiration. You know, what is, what is Starbucks doing? What is Virgin doing? What is Ikea doing? What is Uber doing? You know, how can I learn from these other brands and then come twist it with my own brand? So it's really, really know your target, stand for something bigger, apply your brand everywhere, tell these authentic stories and then add a fresh twist.
1: Right, So, Julie, looking at this and in, in the future of brands, what is that the future holds for brands in the digital space now? Everything is moving more, more, more social. How do brands take advantage of the social media landscape to establish strong brands?
0: Well, I think it comes back to the definition of brand, which is a relationship. And I think, uh, you know, people are cultivating their friendships, their personal relationships on social media. And I think you can also cultivate your brand relationships on social media, but you have to think about them as more interactive. You know, you're, you're really on social, you're not really trying to sell something, you're trying to engage. So if you had a friend in real life, and every time you saw that friend, you were trying to sell them something, then chances are, you know, they would stop taking your phone calls, you know, they would stop wanting to hang out with you. <laughs> If sometimes you were telling them about a good deal, but other times you were, um, you know, helping them have fun, bringing them interesting facts, introducing them to other friends that you think they would like, um, you know, and sometimes just goofing around with them or letting them tell you, you know, what they want out of your friendship, um, what they need. I think that makes a good friendship uh, in real life and I think that makes good brand engagement online.
1: Do you help individuals or SMEs?
0: Yeah, we really help them um, in two main areas. One is really focus uh, what their brand is about and really, you know, most of the businesses in brand school, they've already been in business for a while, so this isn't for people who just have a little bit of an idea that they want to develop. We work with students know, um, so that's the first thing we do is is really focus and clarify, and then the second thing we do is help them find their unique twist.
1: Take us through a typical client enrollment process in the Brand School. that you've Yeah, had.
0: sure. So um, a typical client, there really is no typical client. I think the most um, the most telling is that they have an idea that they've already have some experience with. So maybe they were a corporate lawyer for a long time and they've created. Their own law firm, or they could be a health coach, or they could be, um, actually, we have a lot of people take brand school that are marketing consultants, you know, that help other people define their own brands. So, um, the process is a eight week process and we go through everything. We, we really start with the target audience, uh, figure out what they, what they want, figure out your ideal client. Then we move on to uh, what your brand promises and what supports that promise. So why should people believe you? And then we do things like naming and taglines and tone of voice. Um, We do a session on social media. We do a session on design. Uh, We do a session on elevator pitches and how you can tell your story um, and then we wrap it all up with uh, really, you know, what your brand framework is. You know, if you had to put your strategy down on one piece of paper, what would that be? And then how that can make you, how that can help you make business decisions. So the typical client is really just, student is really just open-minded. They're open to the twist because all, in all of the lessons we look at out-of-category examples uh, they like being part of a community because each of our classes has about 10 to 12 students in them. So you have to be somebody who likes to uh, share your ideas, that likes to support your other fellow students because we're building. The students are learning from me, but they're learning from from each other as well. And, um, you know, really just open to be coached, Um, not somebody who, you know, want somebody to just tell you the way everything is, but is willing to, is willing to roll up your sleeves and and do some work.
1: Someone listening right now, seek to help position as brand online. What are
0: the process you want them to take now? What are the
1: actions you want them to take at this moment?
0: Well, if they'd they'd like to get some help from us, then uh, one thing that they can do is they can go to brand school online. Uh, brandschoolonline.com and we have something called a brand health check and that's a, uh, something that you have to apply to. It's a very quick survey that you fill out and then uh, somebody from my team will do a strategy session with you. And it's a little bit like brand therapy, you know, we'll, we'll talk to you about what's working, uh, you know, what's getting in your way, you know, what you might want to change, how to think about it. Um, based on the principles, the strategies that I shared. And then, um, you know, if we think you're a good candidate for Brand School or any of our other programs, then, then we'll tell you about it.
1: Oh, the, the address again?
0: It's brandschoolonline.com. And you'll see on the um, right in the center of the webpage, there's something called a brand health check. And you click on that, and you fill out a survey, and then we'll get back to you and and do one of these uh, online. Uh, well, it's actually a phone strategy session to give you some branding advice. Because so I, I think everybody's business is a little bit different, but I would say the most important things if you're trying to work it out on your own and what we help you in Brand School is really, you know, we call them the who, what, why, and how. You know, really know who your target is, who your ideal target is, and be very specific know what you're promising them and make sure that that promise is not just a very rational promise but an emotional promise you know figure out why they should believe you what's your what's your unique story and then how is how do you bring it to life uh you know how what are your touch points what's your website your social media how do you dress how do you answer the phone uh, what, what gifts do you send your client and in all of that and in particular in the how We're always looking for the twist. You know, stop worrying about what your competitor is doing and start looking at brands that you love, that you admire, and take lessons from them. That's
1: one of the challenges you you, you find with clients or people generally wanting to brand their business or themselves face, or let me put them, the brand blandest they commonly commit.
0: Well, I think it is, uh, you know, first and foremost, they don't want to commit to a specific target. They're afraid of offending anybody. But when you're afraid of offending anybody, you don't connect with anybody. So the first thing is to, to have the courage to get small. Getting small actually helps you get big. Um, you know, I, I think the second thing is, I mean, most entrepreneurs and small business owners have a lot of ideas. They have too many ideas. And I think it also takes a lot of focus and discipline to choose one thing. You know, most of the strong brands that I mentioned before, Apple, Ikea, Starbucks, they stand overall for one thing. They may sell thousands of different products, but they stand for one thing. So really having the courage and determination to stand for that one thing. And then, you know, being able to constantly... Innovate, really try different things. Like the like I was saying with Richard Branson, you know, it's not your brand is not something that you in that relationship. Um, so you have to also realize that you're committing to a process, a continual process, not one that just is finished ever.
1: When you face clowns, when you have clowns. Thinking that they can do a, a, a total brand or rebrand process within a short while, like a month or two, what advice do you give them? They think maybe when they just blast stuff on social media, they're branding themselves.
0: Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of times people say, well, I want to redo my website, and they hire a designer, and it doesn't work out, and then they hire another designer, and they still can't get what they want, and then they hire a third designer. And, you know, what I usually say to them, it's not it's not the designer, it's you. You have done the harder work, the upfront work, of really defining your brand framework, of really figuring out the who, what, and why. And once you do that work, then you can do your website in a couple of weeks um, because you'll be able to have a really clear brief, and you'll know what you're looking for, and you'll know how to find the right resource and tell them what you want. But I see so many people waste months, you know, even years, just sort of Dancing around their strategy and spending their time changing the colors or changing the copy or the font or, or if I can only get a better picture, you know, when I see that, I realize that that's those are just band-aids. They haven't really done the harder work of figuring out what they want to be, what they want to stand for.
1: Looking at all these that in, in your brand social media, one of the biggest questions asked. Would, would there be a rise of individual brands like Richard Branson's and, and the like, individuals rising up with social fame and prominence in business as personal brands?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think personal branding is definitely on the rise. I mean, people realize that um, that they are a brand, um, and you, if you're an entrepreneur, chances are you're going to be involved in lots of different um ventures over your lifetime people are constantly reinventing themselves learning new things trying new things but you do have to really manage your personal brand I mean this starts actually when you're applying to university you know you have to figure out how am I going to stand out among all those other candidates what's unique about me what's my story how can I tell it in a way that helps people make sense of me so it is much easier these days to get a platform because you don't need a television show or a radio show you can have a blog but I think in order to build that blog and to get people to follow you or have a Twitter account where people follow you you have to help them make sense you have to promise and deliver something consistent uh, over time and that takes work that takes planning just like a just like a business brand you have to really think about who's my target you know, what do I want to tell them? What's unique about my point of view? And then constantly deliver on that point of view.
1: What would be your billion dollar advice on the subject of branding to the world today?
0: On the whole subject of branding to the whole world? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's such a big question. I, I think, um, I think a great brand is a story that's really well told. And so if I, would have to think about, you know, how to become a great brander. I would say become a great storyteller and become an interesting storyteller by constantly looking at the stories that are being told around you. You know, I tell students, if you're interested in branding, don't just read the sports, uh, the, the business section of the newspaper, read the art section and the sports section and the science section and the front page and the politics you know know about all the stories that are being told know about all the great brands brands that you would love and admire and how ha- and notice how they're telling their story and then add that twist to your own stories
1: Wow, i like that tip i like that Wow. before we run up can you share any one piece of thing that that can help add flavor to one share his own story?
0: Well, I can tell you a personal story that happened to me uh, that really was quite fundamental in my approach. Um, I, was, uh, I was at an airport in 2001 when I was working for Interbrand, and I was uh, you know, going to the Midwest to see a client of mine. I was flying out of Newark, and I looked out the window, and I saw this 747 on the tarmac, with these uh, McDonald's golden arches on the tail fin. And, you know, in the 30 seconds it took me to get from one gate to another, I remember thinking, wow, that's really interesting. I wonder what that airline is like. Um, I wonder if it, uh, you know, not so much that I thought that they would serve French fries on board, but I thought, well, maybe I could, you know, sign up for a regular seat and then get on board and supersize it. You know, I started to create a really interesting experience in my head that was prompted by seeing uh, something very unexpected. And then uh, what happened was I realized that it actually um, was just a mirage. It was the reflection of the food court at Newark Airport on the window uh, of the neon sign, of the McDonald's sign, and there happened to be um, an airplane parked on the runway, and it all just lined up, and and it looked like there was a McDonald's airline, And, and there wasn't. But in the 30 seconds that I thought there was, I actually started to create some innovations within the airline category that I wouldn't have been able to do if I had just thought about what all the different airlines are doing. Mm. So to me, that was a really important moment where I realized the power of the twist. And then I started using the twist in my own, with my own work, with my clients, with my students. And, uh, you know, ever since then, I'm always thinking about, when I'm out to eat at a good restaurant, when I see an art exhibit, when I listen to uh, you know, a great athlete talk on TV, when I, when I have a great experience in any kind of situation, I always think about what's driving that, what's behind that, and then how can I twist that and use it for my clients or my students.
1: Oh, amazing, a good time with you, Julie. Julie, how can one get in touch with you and all your business services that you, you have to offer?
0: Sure, I have uh, two websites you can get in touch with me through either one. Uh, one is brandtwist.com and uh, there's a, a contact button there and uh, that's uh, mostly for uh, you know small businesses, larger businesses. And then if you're interested in finding out more about the brand school, that's Brand School online. And uh, that's uh, where you can fill out the application for the brand health check. And then um, also, a lot of people can follow me on Twitter. I'm, uh, my Twitter handle is J C O T T I N. So, J Cotton um, on Twitter. And I uh, love to engage with people on Twitter. We have uh, lots of followers. We are always posting interesting brand advice and brand case studies. And that's a, a great place to engage with us as well.
1: Julia, thank you so much for your time and the information shared. I'll keep you updated on that.
0: Okay, fantastic. Thanks for having me.
1: It's a pleasure. I treasure.
0: Okay, thanks, Bernard.
1: All right. I want to recommend my books on Amazon for you today. Visit Amazon.com and get access to all my 15 plus books today. I recommend the latest book on personal branding, that is Rebrand, The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. Get one today and grab a copy for someone else. That is rebrand The best is yours